0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Melina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Melina. Visit meetmelinaca.com. Let's talk today.
1: Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.
2: I realized what it all comes down to. They want us to share their hatred And they're angry when we don't. But I don't live with hate in my heart, and I'm not going to be emotionally manipulated, and I'm not going to be convinced I have to hate a group of people so that you can get your agenda accomplished. Not going to happen here. Not going to happen with my audience. And yes, that is intentionally open-ended. They want us to share their hatred And they're angry when we don't. So if you're wondering why you've seen all this stuff on the internet, if you're wondering why people are forcing you to look at the brutality, if you're wondering why people are forcing you to look at the death, it's because they want us to share their hatred. And then they get angry when we don't. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com here on this Friday the 13th, Friday, October the 13th. It's amazing, isn't it? They say it's a global day of jihad and it's Friday the 13th. And you know, it's funny too, because I'm just somebody that looks for consistency. I'm I'm a consistent person in my own logic and reasoning, and, and I'm always even second guessing myself to make sure that I am consistent and then I am based on my principles. But, you know, it's it's funny. Another inconsistency I see is that I have the same people that will send me stuff about how we don't live in, in the real calendar and how the calendars have been manipulated, which I, I do think there's some honesty there when you look at the prefixes in October and September, how they don't line up with the 12 months. But, you know, that that's esoteric stuff. That's not really my shtick. But it's funny because it's like the same people that send me that stuff that we don't even live in the real calendar will then send me stuff with all these different dates and breakdowns of because it's October the 13th and Friday the 13th and then here's the math and here's everything else. And it means this and that means this day and that means there's going to be a false flag. And I'm like, well, wait a second. The last thing you sent me was how we don't even live in the real map. Uh, we don't even live in the real calendar. and But now you're basing this all off the calendar that you say is fake? I. So just looking for consistency here, getting a little bit off the beaten path here on this Friday. But, you know, it's been a long week, hasn't it? It's been a long week. And as I said to start the week, because I knew it would go this way, it's, it's the hardest thing to do in live media. It's the hardest thing to do as a talk show host that's just trying to base the content here on, on reality and, and truthfulness and uh, when you deal with war and when you deal with holy wars and and false flags and shooting and death and murder that's that's the hardest stuff to be involved in but you know what we've uh i think we've done a pretty good job here even even haters even haters of me have had to come around and say you know what i'm actually that's i I've, my respect has grown here but not to make it about that let me tell you what we come uh what, what is coming up today i'm going to continue to try to use consistency with logic to try to at least give a little more perspective to the situation that we're all supposed to be focused on in Israel. And then, of course, I've got all the news. Now, here's the problem. If this was just going on in Israel and the Gaza Strip, it'd be one thing. This holy war has now reached our homeland. And that's all by design, by the way. That's all by design. And as some of the emotion is waning and, and we get to the end of this week, And I'm looking at other news now. we got big speaker news that we're going to be covering today. There might be a vote by the end of the day. Um, I doubt it, but there's a chance. But I've I've been wrong on the speaker deal. I, I didn't think we were as far ahead as we were on this speaker deal. But the fact that Scalise had to resign and now the Swamp is trying to stonewall Jim Jordan... And you have at least a dozen, maybe two dozen Republicans that are standing against the lobbyists, standing against the Republican establishment, standing against the the swamp, the D.C. corruption. I mean, the the McCarthy ouster and, and the Gates victory there was even bigger than I thought. And I'm the one that said it right here first. I said, this is the biggest turning over of the corrupt establishment table since the Trump election in 2016. But it was even bigger than I thought. The swamp is not getting their way in this speakership, and they're angry about it. And they, and they tried to use the funding for Israel as their excuse. It didn't work. It didn't work. And Gates correctly called him out, and he said, he said, please, please, you'll get your money for Ukraine, you'll get your money for your Israel, whether there is a, a speaker's race or a speaker or not. And he's been right, because the congressional... Uh, constitutional law in this country is is meaningless now we don't live in the constitutional republic now it's just all corruption they can fund and do whatever the hell they want and it's all above congress somehow even though constitutionally none of it's above congress but getting back to the issue this holy war has now reached our homeland and so i'm going to show you all the different angles of that and here's the other thing i realized too because again and I, I don't want to get too combative. I think I think we've had enough. Um, I think we've had enough mental combat with all of this all week long. But 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 again, it's just if you want to come to this country, a Christian nation, and you want to come, and your family came to this country, a Christian nation, for peace and prosperity and then you're going to bring the same culture, the same tensions, the same holy war to our country, then you know what? I got a problem with that. And if you are going to go on air or you as a member of Congress are going to step in front of the house and you're going to say, we have to invade or we have to bomb or we have to go to war, then you go first. If the Jews in Israel are your biggest issue and your biggest concern, then go live in Israel. And see, I never talk like that. I don't like talking like that. But I got to tell you, after seeing some of the rhetoric, after seeing some of the coverage, after seeing some of the reactionaries, after seeing all the propaganda, all the emotional manipulation and deception, uh, I don't mind coming on air and saying that now. Usually something I would never say on air. But but no, you want to come up here with a big mouth you want to come up here and wave your big flags, you want to bring your holy war to our peaceful, prosperous nation, Christian nation, then then just get the hell out. Go deal with it on that land that you left. You go to war. You go fly into the combat zone. Don't make Americans engage in this war. Don't force us to have to engage in this war. Don't send our blood and treasure into this war. Don't big mouth us. Don't ridicule us for asking questions. How about we just send you over there and let's see how loud you are then. But I'll put that aside. You know, one more angle before we hit the break here. I I think we're missing the Obama angle of this. I really do. I think we're missing the Obama angle of this. And I I think Obama, with his foreign policy and him pulling the strings of Joe Biden and who knows what international influence he still has, but I I think Obama and his influence on all of this is not being properly covered. And I'll also say has really, I wouldn't say necessarily shifted my geopolitical perspective, but it's definitely given me a deeper understanding of some of the issues. No doubt about that. And it's it's made me want to dig into issues that I would never have really necessarily before with much interest or even have certain attitudes that I'm not really sure will carry over, but like I said in the last segment, I don't want to see this, I don't want to see this crap on the streets of America. And I got it all over today. And I'll show you the videos. It's at universities. It's in downtowns. It's on the city streets. The centuries-old Holy War from 7,000 miles away is now in our streets. And it's all by design. And it's all meant to destroy our constitutional republic. So I guess they couldn't get us to race war. They couldn't get us to do the Identity politics and destroy us over our skin color. So, so now they're just they're, they're just going with this old centuries old holy war. Now is what we're going to have, and it's everywhere. But you know, another thing hit me too. And then I'm going to read this Theodore Roosevelt quote. Another thing hit me too, and you know, because I mean, we all live in a bubble. That's okay to admit that. I live in a bubble of I consume six to ten hours of news and political media every day. I don't really get out much. And when I do and I, and I you know, associate with other people who don't live in my bubble, it you know, it, it helps me to get a better understanding of what other people are going through or, quite frankly, just the average American. And it's like this. You know, maybe there are solutions and we can use humor but I'm playing basketball at the gym the other night and it's usually about it's usually mostly the same guys and there's Jewish guys that play and there's Muslim guys that play there's Arab guys that play there's Americans that play there's Christians that play there's black guys there's Hispanics there's white guys and you know what we all get along just fine we all get along just fine and dandy and you know what sometimes we joke about the political issues and we all have a good laugh and that's what that's what life is really like that's what life is really like in america that's what life is really like for the average american they don't want to discriminate against you for your skin color they don't want to discriminate against you for your religion they just want to live their lives in peace and prosperity and and just enjoy it together that's that's what It's really like that's what ninety-five percent of people in this country, no matter what their race, religion, or background, that's how they want to live. But it's always the extremists, it's always the fanatics that have the loudest voice, and it's always that that gets the focus. Including right here, I'm not saying I'm not above it, but you tune in for news, so I give you the news, and I'm going to show you how it's reaching our city streets. And this was my big fear, and I and I said it since the beginning of the week. And notice, I'm I'm really proud of what we've what we've done here at Infowars this week. And there's a lot of people that that have been hating on us for years. That had a big revelation that said, "Wow, maybe Infowars is the the good guys in all this." But I'm really proud of that because when Alex came on air in response to the latest conflict in the Middle East, what was his big angle? What was his big story? Hey. We need to be concerned about our open border. We need to be concerned about sleeper cells or other terrorists or other false flag attacks that are going to be sneaking into this country. 15 million illegal immigrants under Joe Biden, at least one and a half million that we have no tracking or tracing of. Guns being smuggled, everything else. Tens of thousands of people from the Middle East. And, And that was Alex's big angle. And now other people are picking up on it. And and now the deep state is having to put out articles saying, "Oh no, 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 don't worry about that. We got it all under control. The real threat is the Trump supporter with the American flag in his yard. The real threat is your grandma that voted for Donald Trump. The real threat is the talk show host that tried to stop people from going into the Capitol on January 6 and warned them it was a trap. Those are the real threats. There's no evidence that there's a threat because of the open border. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no threat. Oh. Just,
0: oh, oh, okay. Let's talk about Medi Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com,
1: the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com
2: wondersuite. So that had the influence. And then what was my big angle? So Alex's angle on this at the beginning of the week, turned out to be the right angle and then what was my big angle that I didn't want this in the streets of America I didn't want this in our front yard in our backyard leave that over across the other side of the planet where it belongs and now what do we have it's right in our front yards it's right in our backyards all as intended all as intended and now you're not thinking about the open borders and now you're not thinking about the Biden crime family and now you're not thinking about the devastation to the economy now you're not thinking about how the government is stealing all of our money. Now you're, now you're all hyped up over the Holy War, centuries, years old. From the other side of the world, we weren't supposed to deal with this as an independent Christian nation, and now here we are. It's all over our streets. Here's the quote from Theodore Roosevelt. For an American citizen to vote as a German-American... An Irish American or an English American, and you could expand on that in the modern day lexicon. This was from 1915, Theodore Roosevelt in his speech to the Knights of Columbus on hyphenated Americans. So I mean, we we could add to this now, but we'll just go directly from the speech. For an American citizen to vote as a German American, an Irish American, or an English American is to be a traitor to American institutions. And those hyphenated Americans who terrorize American politicians by threats of the foreign votes are engaged in treason to the American Republic. Now that's really honing in, I think, on an issue of you're not a German American or an African American or a this American or a that American. You are an American. You're not a Jewish American or a Muslim American. You're an American. You are an American, and that in and of itself, that that hyphenated American, that in and of itself is a psyop against you and our country. And now it's all the rave because nobody wants to be a dirty American. So now what do you see? You see what you have in the streets of America today because of it. And it's not just the Palestine versus Israel stuff. It's the Black Lives Matter versus cops. It's the Antifa versus MAGA. It's all the divide and conquer. It's all of it. But because we don't make people assimilate to our culture and because we don't take pride in our independent nation as a Christian nation, all of this is now in our front yards. And again, I'm not somebody that's ever really had that approach to things, but but after seeing all this, I get it now. I really do. We should really we should really. I'll be off this Sunday, taking some time to deal with some um, personal and legal stuff, and then uh, next week, because I normally host Infowars Sunday Night Live, and then next week I'll be traveling, and so I'll be unable to host on Sunday or Monday, and then I turn myself in Tuesday. So uh, five transmissions left, this Infowars war room transmission, and then five more next week. And then I become a political prisoner. I become speech prisoner in Democrat-run America under the Biden regime. Pretty surreal, really. Pretty surreal to think. 11 days till I'm the speech prisoner of the Biden regime. Now, I do have another legal update I'm going to give you later on, but uh, you could probably get a good idea about it considering I'm Letting you know, I'm turning myself in and nothing has changed there. But uh, we do have another legal update, I'll let you know. But hopefully, the war room will still be here when I get back. And hopefully, the war room will still be here while I'm incarcerated. And maybe you'll even be hearing from me while I'm behind bars. But that's another story for another day. So let's keep InfoWars on the air, ladies and gentlemen. And I think the best way to fund the transmission right now is to get the new book by Alex Jones. And you can get your signed copy for the collectors out there. You got your signed copy of The Great Reset by Alex Jones. Now you can get your signed copy of The Great Awakening by Alex Jones, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. So this is the latest and greatest book by Alex Jones, and you can get your signed copy exclusively. Get your signed copy exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, and this is probably the best way to support the transmission right now is to get that signed copy, the proceeds of that will go towards keeping this show on the air and keeping this great crew employed as well. But of course, we still have the supplements. Don't forget about all the great supplements at InfoWarsStore.com as well, and I am a product of the products at InfoWarsStore.com, so don't forget about those great supplements as well. In fact, guys, pull up the store for me. Uh, we've got the flash sale, Brain Force Plus 60% off right now. Here you go. I've always got mine right here at the desk. Right here at the desk. So you can get yours, Brain Force Plus, 60% off right now at Infowarsstore.com. All right, you know, I've got to be honest. I'm really trying to avoid all these videos I have of uh, this Israel versus Palestine conflict now hitting the streets of America, but it's here, and I've got all the evidence of it. But I'm really just trying to avoid it right now. I'm just so sick of it. And uh, really, we should be more concerned about the open border, and really, we should be more concerned about what's going on as far as who's going to be the next Speaker of the House. Now, I got to tell you, we are we are farther along in our political victories for the heart and soul of America, than I even anticipated, folks. And you heard it right here. I thought Steve Scalise would be able to get in. I thought there'd probably be some resistance and some struggle, but but I expected he'd probably eventually get in after maybe making some compromises. That fell apart quick. That fell apart quick. And so that and so we're even farther along in this. I thought. And and what Matt Gates did to oust Kevin McCarthy was even a greater victory than I thought. I thought it was like. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was maybe a 80-yard completion down to the two-yard line. Uh, I mean, now it looks like it might have been a 90-yard completion either down to the one-yard line, uh, one line or the half-inch line. Because now the message has been sent. And, and because you're emailing your local representatives and because you're calling your local representatives and they're hearing from you, now you've got at least a dozen or two dozen in the House that are like, oh, well, you know, uh, the American people are actually paying attention now. The voters are actually paying attention now, and they were happy with this McCarthy ouster, and uh, they didn't want Scalise, and here are the things they do care about, so if we don't give them that, uh, we're not really doing our jobs now. And so the message has been heard loud and clear. Now, as far as the standoff is, here's where the, here's where the standoff is as far as I've heard the latest. There is nobody who can get 217 votes. Nobody. And, you know, you'll hear people, and it's the same people, but you'll hear people saying how bad this is and, oh, this is bad for the Republican Party and bad for politics and bad for decorum. Uh, no, it's not, actually. It's good for all of that. It's good for the Republican Party. It's good that they're for- being forced... To act in a way their voters want them to, it's good that we now have a, enough of an anti-establishment wing of the Republican Party that they can influence the, the the politics of D.C. and move the needle with policy. No, that's huge. Again, it was bigger than I thought. I thought the McCarthy speaker was kind of a good moment, and we got to you know turn the corruption over as far as like the tables turn the tables of corruption over in D.C., but no, now it's like we didn't just turn the tables over. Now we got our foot down on the table saying, uh-uh. So, Scalise is done. He's out. Others have tried to get Kevin McCarthy to run again. He still won't do it. Jim Jordan doesn't want to be the speaker, but he he seems to be the, the leading supporter, uh, the leading support getter as far as the public is concerned and other Republicans are concerned, but he doesn't want it and apparently nobody has 217 votes because here's what you've got. And I'm against political purism, but when it comes to certain issues, purism, stalling, corruption, I'm totally okay with. And so you've got Thomas Massey who's stalling this with certain things that he's got. You've got Matt Gates who's stalling this with certain things that he's got. You've got Marjorie Taylor Greene stalling this, Lauren Boebert, Byron Donalds. And and they've all got their little things that they will not sacrifice. And and that's a good thing. We don't need this unlimited spending in D.C. anymore. We don't need these omnibus bills. We don't need bills that are 500 pages long that you don't even get two hours to read before you vote on them. We don't need never-ending funding for war. We don't need any of this crap. And so I'm glad that there's conservatives that are saying, no, you know what? I'm not voting for anybody that doesn't stand with all of this. So, don't, so just ignore the voices that say this is bad. Ignore the voices that say this is bad for the Republican Party. It's the exact opposite. This is good for the Republican Party for multiple reasons. Because it shows that there are true conservatives in there now. And it shows that we really do have an influence in there now. Where we hadn't before. So no, this is all good. This is all good. And the latest is... Um, well, Well, Thomas Massey put out the poll that got... 120,000 votes who would you like to see as Speaker of the House and it was Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise Jim Jordan got 93% of the votes now I'd like to see a follow-up poll Jim Jordan versus anybody else and maybe put four names in there just to see what the American voter is thinking what the Republican voter is thinking would Jim Jordan beat Matt Gates? now again I would like Matt Gaetz but the truth of the matter is Matt Gates doesn't have 20, 217 votes he never would so Matt Gates. Even if he wanted to be speaker, he would get your support, maybe my support. He would never get the support of the Republican Party. There's too many Republicans that hate him. So that's the issue: is you've got a you've got a corrupt establishment Republican. I, uh, I I'm not sure he has the 217, but now he's one step closer to becoming. House Speaker. Now, I know I would have more faith in Jim Jordan to do the will of the Republican voter than Kevin McCarthy, but that's like not even close. I definitely have more faith that Jim Jordan would do the will of the Republican voter than Steve Scalise. Would Jim Jordan subpoena Hunter Biden? Would Jim Jordan force a vote on single-line, single-issue voting and bills? Would Jim Jordan have a vote on congressional term limits? Now, he has not really been campaigning for the job, so he really hasn't had to make any of these promises. But this is the conversation that's going down behind closed doors. Um... And apparently when they nominated Jim Jordan, there was a raucous applause that could be heard from outside of the room. So I think Jim Jordan does have the most support of anybody, but does he have 217 is the question. What promises will he have to make to obtain 217? I don't know if we'll have these answers by the end of the day, but we're going to be continuing to monitor this. Let's go to some quotes from the Capitol. Let's go here to marjorie taylor green on why she thinks steve scalise was not the right option in clip five
0: let's talk about medi-cal you have a choice and melina makes it easy so let's talk about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health nobody knows medi-cal better than melina visit meetmolinaca.com. let's talk today
1: introducing WonderSuite from bluehost.com the tool that makes wordpress wonderful for everyone
3: is when you're in a tight game and there's a lot of pressure happening, you don't put an injured player or a sick player on the field. That's not the right thing to do for that player, and it's not the right thing to do for the team. Um, and, And Steve Scalise's district elected him, and if we elect a speaker, we elect a speaker, not his staff and that's the reality and i think that's very important it's hard to talk about but it's an important reality um, and i you know i say that as a person that am concerned about the president of the united states probably having dementia i say that concerned about an 80 year old democrat leader in the senate i say that concerned about the republican minority leader in the senate that looks like he has many strokes on camera i say that about any any office holder they need to be at their best and they need to be at their strongest and I say that in the greatest respect uh, for Steve Scalise. I want to see him beat cancer. Um.
2: So Steve Scalise battling cancer, they kept that kind of on the down low. Um, Jamie Raskin wore it loud and proud. Steve Scalise didn't really talk about it. But, you know, Steve Scalise was the man that the, a the Democrat tried to murder. Let's, uh, let's really amplify that because the liberal media doesn't want you to know about June Fourteenth, two 2017, when there was attempted mass murder by a Democrat. Steve Scalise got shot in that attempted mass shooting. Uh, I mean, look, every American has a Second Amendment right. I I really believe that. I I mean, I don't know if I would say I'm a Second Amendment absolutist, but I'm like 99.9%. I mean, I I don't like any of these anti-Second Amendment laws. But really, if, if you wanted to stop gun violence, just make sure Democrats and liberals don't have guns, and you'd probably cut out about 95% of gun violence. But that's another thing altogether. Speaking of Biden, he's had himself a day. Now, I don't want to play him fumbling and bumbling around in Philadelphia today in his speech, but he almost fell over twice. He almost fell over twice when trying to take the stage. Yeah, yeah. Here it is, guys. Here's Joe Biden uh, taking the stage. I've got so many damn video clips today I can't even find it on my list. Uh, but but yeah, there you go. Let's show uh, l- let's show Joe Biden here, guys. Go ahead. Go to uh, Biden falling off the stage here. Yeah, there he is. Uh, trip one. Oh, and then trip two. Oh oh oh. Uh, what are these things? Steps. Oh ha ha ha. Woo-hoo. It's funny. It's funny. Now before he took off for Philadelphia. Remember when Donald Trump would board Marine One, he would walk over to the press. He would take questions for five to 10 minutes. Then he would walk onto Marine One. He would salute and then get on. Joe Biden doesn't do either of those things, doesn't take questions from the press and doesn't salute. Here's the video evidence. Mr.
3: President, President, did you talk to the families of the hostages?
4: What did you tell the families, Mr. President? The order, Mr. President? Mr. President, your conversation with the families. What did you tell the families, Mr.
5: President?
2: Stiff-legged Joe can barely walk. Experts say this is signs of Parkinson's or dementia. That awkward, stiff-legged walk is struggling to balance and you can tell he's not well. He has no swag. Looks like Frankenstein. And then he's going to board without even saluting because he doesn't give a damn. He can't be asked to lift his arm to salute. He thinks veterans, he thinks active duty are stupid. Remember he even said that in a speech and they let him get away with it because the liberal media covers it all up just like always now so Biden does go to the event in Philadelphia and guys pull up the story or you can pull up some of these images we we showed it right there on the state uh, on the screen nobody showed up very lightly attended event there Here's a headline from the Gateway Pundit: 81 million vote recipient Joe Biden to speak to paltry crowd at Tiaga Marine Terminal in Philly. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it had about 200 people there, maybe. Hmm. 81 million votes, but um, nobody shows up for his rallies. There's no excitement. There's no fanfare, and they make sure to keep the crowds far, far away from Joe because you can't see how sickly he looks. But, but there you go. there's some screenshots. I mean folks, 200 people attended this thing Max. 200 people. No lines out the door, no fanfare. No no millions tuning into the speech on the live stream. No no hour plus long rally campaign speech. That all happens for Donald Trump. Donald Trump gets 10 plus thousand at every event. Donald Trump has people lined outside the door for hours, sometimes even before sunrise for his events. Donald Trump speaks for an hour or longer. Joe Biden checks none of those boxes. And it's this whole new thing we see with propaganda. Don't believe your lying eyes. We said Joe Biden is more popular than Trump. We said Joe Biden got 81 million votes. And look at the Secret Service. They almost had to rush the stage because they thought Joe Biden was going to fall over. Notice in the background, Secret Service sees him fall and then is like, oh, do we need to go pick him up? Okay, he's okay. They thought he was about to croak. But yeah, he, he got he got 200 people at his, his rally today and uh, he got 81 million votes though. He's more popular. He got more votes than uh, Donald Trump, no doubt. No doubt. Don't believe your own lying eyes. Donald Trump gets 10,000 plus in an event Joe Biden can barely get 10. And then did you hear this latest? I mean, how do you even explain this? Biden regime is forcing Americans trapped in Israel to sign promissory notes to pay, to pay all travel costs if they decide to be rescued by U.S. government. You have to pay the Biden administration to come rescue you. Florida Representative Corey Mills went over there and has rescued dozens of people. Do you think he's going to send them an invoice? Do you think he's going to send them the check for that? No, of course he's not. He did it because he's a great American. Joe Biden is not. I mean, talk about adding insult to injury. First, Joe Biden doesn't contact any of the family members that died in Israel. Then Joe Biden doesn't even send any help to any of the people trapped over there. Then he says, hey, fine, we'll consider helping you, but you're going to have to pay for it.
1: We literally are starving. We can't afford milk. We can't afford eggs. We can't afford our rent. We can't afford our prescriptions. We can't afford insulin. We can't afford health care. We can't afford our education. It's just
5: so frustrating that we did everything they told us to do. We went to school. We got educated. We worked hard. We did everything they told us to do. And then when we we're actually out in the world, they want to charge us $1,800 for a one-bedroom apartment that really great for you. You just got to work hard and stay down. How? A lot of people don't housing and groceries. And what scares me the most is that more and more people are becoming aware of how fucked it is. And all we do... We record a video, we post it on TikTok, we post it on Instagram, we post it on social media, and then we say, well, I've done my part, and we close out the app, and then we go about our day. That doesn't fix anything. I'm
2: telling you, these videos are everywhere all the time. It's a trend even on, on social media, on, on TikTok specifically. People are just saying, I, I, don't, I, I literally have no money. And, but see, you have to understand how this is all being run. I don't know what the larger plan for the Democrat Party is at this point. I think it's pretty obvious that Obama has some influence. If not, he's the most influential in Democrat Party politics behind the scenes. I mean, he's he's pretty much admitted that, as did Joe Biden. Many times Joe Biden has admitted that he doesn't really run anything. He's admitted that during press conferences, as the president Joe Biden has said that. Obama said before he left, he said, you know, I should be president, but, you know, I can't run again. But behind the scenes, I could just pull the strings and nobody would know it. I think Obama is responsible for our foreign policy that's been a disaster. And But think about it like this. Because if the Democrats really wanted Joe Biden to be president again, they wouldn't have him running on Bidenomics. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The economy is Biden's weakest point. And everybody knows it. The average liberal Democrat out there, the average progressive in a major city, they're struggling financially. And when Joe Biden comes out and says it's the greatest economy ever and then campaigns with Bidenomics behind it, Joe Biden is being set up for failure. Now, again, I'm with you with the notion of, hey, but he's the perfect candidate. He doesn't actually run anything. But also, why would they be setting him up for failure campaigning on the economy that's obviously been a disaster for the majority of Americans? I mean, even Trump haters have to admit that the economy was much better when Trump was president. That's no secret. So why do they run Joe Biden and put Bidenomics behind him when everybody knows it's struggling? Because they probably are planning on getting Biden out of the equation. Is it Michelle Obama? Is it Gavin Newsom? Is it somebody else? I, I don't know. It just feels like when everybody knows the economy is a disaster right now and the compare and contrast between the Trump economy and the Biden economy couldn't be more stark, then why would they sit here and tout the economy as Biden's strong point unless they were setting him up for failure? And, of course, he wouldn't know any better. The guy can barely even walk up steps. But there you go. There's your uh, Biden economy that he says is doing so great that he's campaigning on to an audience of 200 in the race for the Republican nominee. I mean, Trump is still, you know, 10 laps ahead of him or whatever, but Vivek is clearly number 2 now. It's it's really not even close. And it might not be totally reflected in the polls, but you know, I don't I don't think that we can completely ignore campaign event and event turnout. Vivek has much bigger turnout than DeSantis now. He's getting like double, quadruple the numbers at events that DeSantis has. I think that's the most realistic polling you're going to get, quite frankly. I think polling is, if not completely rigged, an inaccurate depiction most of the time, if not just propaganda. But rally turnout, event turnout, well, you can't really fake that, can you? Well, I guess you can. Democrats pay people to attend their events, but I guess that's a different story. So Vivek announced an event at UT, and it was less than 24 hours that he announced this event. And he had more than 1,200 people show up. Guys, just, just B-roll me clip eight here. I mean, he, he had an auditorium. He had the biggest auditorium at UT completely filled, and it was out the door. Now, look. I told you this since day one. Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign is the most important campaign right now in the Republican Party. I mean, really, it's even more important than Donald Trump's, I would say. Trump is already 10 laps ahead. Trump is already polling 60%, 70% against the entire field, every poll. It's not even close. Trump Trump's still getting the same numbers at his rallies. People line out the door. You know it. But, but here's, why, here's why the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign is so important. Guys, just, just put the B-roll on the screen again so I can show you this. Vivek Ramaswamy is resonating with young people like no other Republican has before. This is a college university crowd. You normally do not see this type of stuff for Republican candidates. This is always liberal Democrat candidates that get this type of crowds like Andrew Yang types, Yin Yang. He's gone, he's out, he's irrelevant. Now it's Vivek Ramaswamy and he's not irrelevant. He's not going to be gone. He has staying power. Andrew Yang had no staying power. Vivek Ramaswamy has staying power. So when I look at that crowd, oh, and, and you know, maybe I should point this out too. They say demographics is destiny. Folks, that is a If you're a white individual in that crowd, you're in the minority. This is a crowd of of non-white people. You can just look at the video for yourself. So this is changing everything. Vivek's campaign is changing everything. It's going to bring over young voters to the Republican ticket like never before. Whether he gets the nomination or anything else, it's not even going to matter. Because they're going to hear Republican values... He's going to promote Republican values. And quite frankly, he's going to end up promoting Donald Trump. So when I see Vivek Ramaswamy getting the biggest crowds at a college that I've seen any Republican get, when I see Vivek Ramaswamy putting a thousand non-white college voters filling a college auditorium, something I've never seen before from a Republican, that is important. That is very important. And that's why the Democrats hate him so much. And maybe that's why Sean Hannity hates him so much, too. Or, or maybe that's because of the Israeli thing, and he's just trying to have a common-sense approach to it. But um, I guess I could play these clips. It's interesting enough. So Hannity is attacking Vivek. Vivek gives him some time for an interview. And it was always a setup. I, I could tell it from the very moment he went on that the whole thing was a setup. But uh, Sean Hannity basically sets him up and then cuts him off and then insults him. And so uh, here's that clip in Clip 7.
6: where If your campaign is principally being run by super PACs, people who can give unlimited amounts of money to your campaign, I don't think that befits the Republican Party. I think we need to be better than that. So, I Sean, actually, you and I may have a different I view have a different my view. my view is, if you're making money off your time in government, then I don't think you're fit to be president of the United States. Well, More importantly, of, though, uh, what's our policy... Stand with our allies while avoiding World War III. And that's where I'm at.
4: A lot of people don't think you're qualified because you weren't even a Republican or voting Republican until what, 2020?
6: Right. Well, Sean, I, when I did think, think first it depends vote on Republican? what your objectives with this interview are. I voted Libertarian in my first election. I voted Republican in 2020. You're uh, right. I'm not I'll, a partisan hack. I'll, I come I'll, in from I'll the outside. I you for your am an independent-minded I mean, patriot who speaks the truth. It sounds to
4: me like you just want to jump from the from the private sector yourself, where you made a lot of money. By the way, I applaud capitalism. I applaud successful people. Sean, I, I applaud you for think, being so transparent about your objectives. I actually think that objectives. people working in the defense <gasps> of our country in the defense industry are playing a vital role for the role, role for the cause of freedom. So I don't really call it a corrupt pause, right suggest- pause it
2: right there and rewind it. boy oh boy would you like to know would you like to see Sean Hannity's stock stock portfolio? would you like to see Sean Hannity's stock portfolio? I'd be willing to make a significant bet that Sean Hannity has stock in weapons manufacturers and defense contractors just I don't know. You know, maybe that's why he's so pro-war. Maybe that's why he's on the air praising them now. You know, you can be damn well guaranteed a one thing right here at InfoWars. Nobody here is relying on their income to come from the stock market, to come from weapons contractors, defense contractors, or war in general. Nobody here. Never will be the case right here. Not sure Sean Hannity could say the same thing. But play that again and listen to that. Do you think Sean Hannity's stock portfolio includes any defense contractors or weapons manufacturers when you hear this?
4: Want to jump from the from the private sector yourself, where you made a lot of money? By the way, I applaud capitalism. I applaud successful people. Sean, I, I actually you for think being so. Transparent about your objectives. I actually think that objectives. people working in the defense this is... of our country in the defense industry are playing a vital role for the role, role for the cause of freedom. So I don't really call yeah, it, it a corrupting influence, or suggest that somehow that's a corrupting influence. I actually like the experience so that of goes the along that people with can do for is actually, defense contractors.
6: But I've got a listen. One of the audio, things I loved about that interview with Tucker, one of the things I loved I about that interview great. with Tucker was we were actually able to have a thoughtful conversation he, well, listen, and go well, listen, deep into issues all you want. rather I than like this Tucker. kind of, I've got kind a long of great political gotcha. The point is this: Good. Yeah, you, yeah, so you, watch the you go, go on, on these interviews. Said.
4: Yeah, I, I, I have nothing but nice things to say. But here's your problem: People you go watch on it. these shows, people quote your exact words, and you deny your own words. And I'm saying if you're going to be a Sean, presidential candidate and you're it. going to spend, you, I'm going to give you your exact words
2: either ones, own it You've Sean you have been sitting here for years
6: talking about the fake news media. Did you play this you all been, the Sean, time? this is, I'm enjoying this you have been laughing about the fake news media how many times for the last several years and now you're buying the mainstream media narrative when Excuse you know how corrupt me. it is. I am this following is a corrupting I am quoting the super your exact words. Are a problem. Did
4: I not quote your exact words? About Azerbaijan and Armenia. Did, did, did I or did I not quote your exact words?
2: Did About I quote Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan
6: and Armenia? Who's that Absolutely. yelling in the background at Hannity's show? Yes, I've got did. time to go. About Thank a you. different topic, that Azerbaijan, just weird. where people should actually get well, you should, their own information rather than filter through centralized media. I think
4: it's asinine to think somebody that worked in the defense industry should not be qualified to be president. I think people that never held public office, like you, maybe should, they're not qualified to be president. Anyway, because I'm trying to think president.
2: here. Um, hmm. Who's somebody that never held public office that, uh, I guess, by Hannity's logic, wouldn't be qualified to be president? Not Hannity, though. He'd fall in the other 10%. He loves them. And so Nikki Haley is the perfect example. And um, she loves war. And uh, she's a Israel firster. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy, he got cut off there by Hannity. Now, it was so funny. When I was monitoring this, I knew the whole thing was going to be a setup from the very get-go. I knew it. And of course it was, and uh, Hannity really embarrasses himself in that interview. But nonetheless, most are um, most are sycophants and fanatics, and so uh, you know, you know Hannity is arguably the most listened to radio talk show host. I don't know if he has the highest ratings on TV once what's uh, Tucker was let go, but. Um, Do you think Hannity's influence on conservative politics and Republican Party policy has been good or bad? I'd say bad, personally. That's just me. I'd say bad. In fact, I think it's people like Sean Hannity that makes Americans never want to vote Republican. But I'll tell you what, Sean Hannity's not going to be on air forever. And I think we have a new crop of Republican influencers and conservative talk show hosts that aren't going to sell out their audience and aren't going to invest in industries and corporations that sell themselves out and then just become whores worth hundreds of millions of dollars, tricking their audience into thinking they're true stalwart conservatives and then sucking off anybody that will give them an interview. But let me just stop. Vivek Ramaswamy, after he was cut off by Hannity... Uh, had to issue a statement through his Twitter account. He says, It's pretty simple. Support Israel's right to self-defense. Avoid World War III. If you're Nikki Haley, whose family has made millions post-UN through military contracting, Boeing's board, and collecting corporate stock options while running for president and has systematically monetized her time in government, you're not the right choice for America today the fact that Hannity was so adamant against me is revealing. Indeed. Indeed. You know, in a way, Ramaswamy is like Trump light because, you know, one of the greatest things about Trump and his campaign was he revealed the fake news and he revealed many of the hacks and the fake conservatives and the rhinos. And and Ramaswamy is kind of just coming around and, and picking up the pieces. We deserve a better conservative influencer. We deserve a better Republican Party influencer. We deserve conservative voices that aren't pro-war because that's not conservative. We deserve conservative voices that aren't sold out and bought off because that's not conservative. And there's another example of one right there. right there. There's plenty of them out there. We know who they are. And they tend to reveal themselves, don't they? But see, thanks to Vivek now, we have a younger generation of Americans that aren't going to look at Republicans as war hawk, sold out, rich, only concerned about their own stock portfolio representation. And that's big. I'm telling you, that is bigger than folks realize. Because, honestly, the, the reason why a lot of people become liberals, the reason why a lot of people will never vote Republican, is because of people like Sean Hannity and because of people like Nikki Haley. Because they look at these hacks as warmongering sellouts. That's not a conservative. That's a neocon. But now with Donald Trump, now with Vivek Ramaswamy, now with some other conservative voices rising up, we can change that image and we can change that mentality. That's big. That's big. Matt Gates, one of them as well? I'm telling you, this Matt Gates flipping over the tables of the conservative establishment, I thought it was just a table flip and they'd be able to flip it back and kind of get things back in order. No, the, our foot is still on the table. And, and we're finding out, hey, there's some real anti-establishment Democrats out there that are looking for real reform as well, like Ro Khanna. He puts this statement out, Democrat Ro Khanna, California. Members of Congress can't do our job representing the people if we're worried about how it will impact our future employment. Currently, 468 former members are registered lobbyists. It's time to ban members of Congress from lobbying for life. Matt Gates, well, I 100% agree. That's the kind of bar bipartisan, bi- bipartisanship we need right there. That's the kind of anti-establishment politics that the left and the right can get involved in together. But, but notice how little agreement there are on issues like that because most people get into politics for the wrong reasons. Most people get into politics and they just see money flashing in front of their eyes, and they want to become lobbyists afterwards. They get promises. They cut backroom deals. It's time to put an end to this. This is the old politician. This is the old guard establishment, D.C. The table's been flipped over, and our foot is still on it, and they can't get it back up. And, and I don't know if Jim Jordan represents the foot staying on there or what, but the fact that we still don't have a speaker represents the fact that the table still has not been flipped back up, which I think is a good thing. But Sean Hannity, you should nobody should be qualified for president that was in the private sector and never held public office. Yeah, except uh, every time Donald Trump gives you airtime, you can't open your mouth fast enough and start sucking.
0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
1: our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash
2: wondersuite. Excuse me for the younger audience, but uh, I mean, let's just call it what it is. All right. All right. I'm still trying to avoid this whole mess in the Middle East, as you can tell. I, I do have the news in front of me. I don't know if I can even go down it, but it's in our streets now. And now there's fighting in New York City because uh, radical pro-Palestine protesters are getting out of control in the streets. A couple got arrested, and then mobs were formed against the police. So, so th- this is just, you know, boy, oh boy, I just I've I've had to I've had to live through this so much. So. I've now been proven right about what was going to happen and how this holy war centuries old in the Middle East is now in our streets. And so, okay, we were next next week's news today on that. I pray to God Alex Jones is wrong. But his warning about sleeper cells getting into the country for more terror events or false flag events or, or for more police state lockdowns and what have you, And that was the whole agenda of the open border. I hope he's wrong about that. But um, is he usually wrong about that stuff? Imagine, to pick it up where we left off with the FBI, no credible threat. Uh, Imagine the FBI that's tuned in right now. Everybody wave and say hello to the FBI. Hi, guys. Hi, FBI. Uh, Yeah, I'm the threat, but you know I'm not. You you know I have no violent history. You know I'm not a violent criminal. You know I don't do anything illegal and that I'm being politically persecuted. You all know that. But then imagine you say so you know there's no credible threat here in other words you know there's no credible threat here but you say oh there's no credible threat threat at the border but the american patriot that has no criminal violent history that's the threat oh you're right yeah okay um 15 million illegal immigrants at least one and a half million that we have no record of no tracking no tracing no nothing but you know that's no credible threat don't you Oh, you've just got Islamic leaders calling for a gla- day of global jihad. I've got people in the streets of New York. I've got people at universities, Michigan, everywhere, calling for a global day of jihad, saying they're going to convert all people. They're already committing acts of violence now. Oh, but there's no credible threat there. What happened on 9-11? Were we lied to about 9-11 or was that a radical Islamic terror threat? Oh, no credible threats of violence. Oh, there they are. just imagine that. So is that like a joke that they release that statement? Or do they realize now that the the, the the conservative listening audience is so large now and that conservative talk show hosts are so influential now that the FBI that tunes in every day has to issue responsive statements? Imagine, Alex Jones says, hey, we need to be careful, we have an open border, they could be bringing in sleeper cells and have another 9-11 style event, and the FBI says, "No, uh no, that's not happening, no credible threat. What, are you wiping your hands of the blame because you already know something is coming? Or are you just lying? I hope the... uh, (laughs) Who do you think is right? Who would you bet on being right? The FBI or Alex Jones? Man. When you think about it like that, it doesn't look good, does it? Who do you think is right about a potential credible threat? The FBI or Alex Jones? One and a half million illegal immigrant border crossers, but they can certainly say that that's no threat. But your grandma. That's in Washington, D.C., with an American flag, she's the threat. Imagine being that corrupted. Wow. But they are. But they are. And I am now 11 days away, 11 days away from being incarcerated. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give my legal update. I'll, I'll tell you the latest. It's uh, there's a, There's a bit of a legal update on this situation. I'll give it to you in the next segment. Pretty surreal. Pretty surreal. Pretty surreal. You got people in the streets of America calling for jihad. And the FBI says no credible threat, but Schroyer, two months in jail. Pfft. Wow. Just, I mean, what is this? Masked cartel hitman armed with rifles announced purge in shocking video. Did the feds not see this? Hey, FBI, uh, maybe you guys weren't aware of this. So uh, should we scoop the feds? Maybe you guys, I, I know you've been watching my show every day, so I guess this is the only way I can inform you on this stuff. Otherwise, you have no idea what's going on. You're busy listening to InfoWars every day and Kyle Serafin and Dan Bongino. and But, oh, armed cartel hitman in Mexico released a shocking video threatening to conduct a purge of residents living in several towns, including many near Mexico City. But, but I'm sure with the open border and the cartels running it, I'm sure that there's no credible threat here. Right, guys? You guys were aware of that, weren't you? The FBI has no specific credible intelligence indicating a threat to the United States coming from Hamas or radical Islam. I mean, it's just, it's such inversion. I, I, I can't even, I'm just stunned. You go after grandmas that wave an American flag in Washington, D.C. You go after journalists that chant USA in Washington, D.C. And you say that's a credible threat. But radical Islamicists that call for a global day of jihad, that's not a credible threat. What happened on 9-11? Did the FBI lie to us about that? Was that not radical Islamic terror? Because I'm just a little confused. I'm just a little confused at how the biggest terror attack in the history of this country, which you claim was from radical Islamic terror, and then radical Islam calls for a global day of jihad, and you say there's no credible threat, But the Trump supporter who has no violent record and loves our country, that's the credible threat. That's our FBI, Vivek Ramaswamy calls to abolish it. And by the way, so do FBI whistleblowers and former members of the FBI. And after I, interview, after I interviewed Kyle Serafin the other day on the Alex Jones show, that was Wednesday, I had multiple, I don't even know if I should put them on the spot because they don't want to, but I mean, folks, let's just say people at the FBI know how corrupt it is, okay? And they know I'm being politically persecuted and they know that the FBI targeting Trump supporters is total inversion of reality. And, <laughs> you know, let's just say the good guys in the FBI celebrate me, Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, I turned myself into jail as a speech prisoner in the United States of America in 11 days, if you can even believe that surrealness. So, I mean, geez, I guess we could count it down by hours. Now, I do have a legal update I'll give you uh, in the next segment. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll delve into some other things that you, you might want to know in, during my incarceration. I plan on doing most of that next week, though, as far as how you can get in touch with me, stay in touch with me, uh, contact me or mail me stuff or, or uh, donate to my commissary, uh, commissary. But I hope when I serve my time and I get out, it's Christmas Eve. I hope that this show is still on the air. I hope that I can come right back to this news desk with this microphone and this crew in this studio and host this show when my time for being a political prisoner and a speech prisoner is up. But that's up to you. That's up to you shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. The best way to support us right now would be to get Alex's new book, The Signed Copy. It's basically like a donor drive. You can just get the book itself, and that helps fund the operation as well. But The Signed Copy really, really helps to fund everything. And you can exclusively get the signed copy of Alex's new book, The Great Awakening, Defeating the Globalist and Launching the Next Great Renaissance, exclusively at Infowarsstore.com, the signed copy. And so if you're a collector out there, you want to add to your collection, you got The Great Reset by Alex Jones and your signed copy. Now get The The Great Awakening by Alex Jones and your signed copy. That's the best way to support the transmission right now. Don't forget about the great products at Infowarsstore.com, like brainforce Plus, 60% off. Please encourage your congressmen to vote for Jim Jordan. If Thomas Massey is behind it, I think I can support it too. So uh, if you think Jim Jordan is the best option, I would suggest now is the time to email and contact your local representative and tell them to vote for Jim Jordan. And if you need any more Proof that Jim Jordan is a good guy to get behind right now. Adam Kinzinger is against him. So Adam Kinzinger, who put Slava Ukraini in his uh, in his name now, that's now his official name on Twitter is Slava Ukraini. So that just tells you where he stands. But uh, if Adam Kinzinger is against Jim Jordan, then that makes me even more for Jim Jordan. So uh, there you go, the latest on that. Now, uh, I did have a development in my uh, legal status today. Now, as you know, no matter what happens as far as my destiny is uh, with incarceration, as I'm now 11 days away from being a speech prisoner in the United States of America, I'm now 11 days away from being a political prisoner of the Biden administration, We have been in the appeals process, and today the judge, Judge Kelly, rejected our appeal. So he will not be hearing our appeal. Now, the next move is we appeal to the appellate court, and so my uh, lawyer is now filing an appeal at the appellate court. That's the next level that this goes to. The odds that this appeal will be heard before I have to turn in are, are slim to none, and usually this is a long process, so that could, that could be a process that goes on for months, even up to a year. Now, because of your continued support with my legal fund and your continued support here at InfoWars, um, I'm going to continue in this legal fight, and so we will be appealing at the appellate level. If we don't have our victory there, it will go to the Supreme Court. So whatever my destiny ends up being at this point, we have now we have the exact countdown: ten days, nineteen hours. In fact, guys, here, here, let's actually let's actually get it really to a T. And I'm gonna give more details on this next week, but uh, plug it in for two o'clock, two o'clock on Monday the 24th. Excuse me, Tuesday the 24th. That is that is the official that is the official date and time is 2 o'clock p.m., and I'm pretty sure that we'll be on the uh, central time zone where I'm going, but um, we'll we'll double-check that. But I'm pretty sure it's 2 o'clock central on October 24th, so 10 days and uh, 20-some-odd hours away. But uh, it will now go to the appellate court, but it it looks like at this time there's there's probably 0% chance that I'm not going to be incarcerated and so I will be a speech prisoner in America. I will be a political prisoner of the Biden regime and they're going to hold me through Thanksgiving, they're going to hold me through Christmas and then apparently let me out on Christmas Eve. So I'm going to have more details on all of that. I know there's a lot of questions. I'm even going to do a specific broadcast on my Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Owen, where I'm just going to open up phone lines and you can ask me any questions about the legal stuff. But because of your continued support in my legal defense, this will go to the Supreme Court no matter what. And we've explained why this needs to do that, because this is a free speech issue, this is a government overreach issue, as well as some other things. But also because of your continued support right here at InfoWars and uh, in other personal endeavors, um, I'm going to increase my media footprint and my professional footprint. They've tried to handicap us here at InfoWars. They tried to kneecap me personally. And because of your continued support, we're not going to let that happen. But we'll we'll, we'll have more updates on that next week as the time nears. But uh, is that not surreal? I mean, look at that countdown clock. I mean, that is surreal. (laughs) I mean, I'm even looking at it. I'm just like, it's because it, it has set in that I'm about to be a speech prisoner. But It's just surreal. So in 11 days, when you tune into the war room, it's not going to be me. I'll be in jail. I'll be a speech prisoner. And look, I don't want to go to jail, obviously, and for obvious reasons. But I mean, gee, if, if if my fight against corruption has ever been validated and vindicated, this is like the This is like the total confirmation. If my mission is to call out tyrants, if my mission is to defeat corruption, defeat liars, defeat government corruption, then I mean this is my total validation that I'm on the right course. Hundred percent validation in my mission. validation that my aim and my vision and my sight has been 2020. That I'm now being locked up for a speech prisoner. 34 years old, been in political media for 10 years, and the corrupt establishment is so afraid of me and has to make such an example out of me that they're going to throw me in jail. So again, I don't want to go to prison. I'm not looking forward to going to a federal prison. But, I mean, you want to talk about mission validation? There it is. 100% 100% verified. I'm going to stop. Okay. Okay. Let's look at some other odds and ends here, and then I guess I'll delve into the holy war that's now in our backyards. But, you know, I want to address this narrative that's been going on for a long time, including some specific broadcasts that will dedicate their entire lives to thinking they're going to expose Alex Jones or Owen Schroer as something we're not. And obviously, with all this big breaking news going on, when Alex had been away this week and me filling in for the show, people are saying, well, gee, I mean, I, I thought InfoWars were shills. I thought InfoWars was controlled this. I thought it was controlled this, controlled that. Never been the case. Never been the case. And I see this uh, one individual saying, Oh, boy, Alex Jones is going to have to talk to Owen Schroyer about his coverage. Uh, (laughs) You clearly have no clue if you think that Alex Jones is controlling what I say or has ever tried to control what I say. And no, Alex Jones has not had to say a word about my coverage of any of the situations in the last week or ever before because Alex Jones believes in free speech. And even if he might disagree with me, or even if we might have our own disagreements, he's never told me what I can and can't say. And nobody here has ever been bought or paid for or controlled or a shill for anything. We're loyal to the truth. We're loyal to a mission to defeat corruption and world tyranny and world government. And to save the constitutional republic. That's our mission. But I'm glad that our coverage this week has opened a lot of people's eyes who made false assumptions about us. But let's just be perfectly clear about this. Alex Jones has never told me what I can and can't say on air. And I don't anticipate Alex would ever tell me what I can and can't say on air. And there was no scolding of Owen Schroer for any of his coverage this week. So let's just make that perfectly clear here. Now I know that most people in the audience are like, "Why are you addressing this?" I already know that, folks. I'm trying to have big tent politics here, and and I, and I explained earlier how I, I've I've realized that even though I'm virulent I mean I am vehemently anti-leftist policies and anti-leftist brainwashing, obviously, but. I've realized that even the leftist haters out there and the brainwashed leftists out there, I'm fighting for their America too. And so when they start to have an understanding of that InfoWars is the real deal, or or these other people that make all these false assumptions about Alex Jones and InfoWars, and then we have coverage that they're like, oh, I guess my assumptions were wrong, caught in between wanting to cover the latest news and show you InfoWars was next week's news today, or, or just open up phone lines and just talk to the audience before the weekend. As uh, after this, only five broadcasts left, and then, I'm, and then I'm a political prisoner in Biden's America. Arnold Schwarzenegger blasts Democrats. They want to F up every city in America. How about Arnold Schwarzenegger telling the truth, telling it like it is? No holds barred. And he's right, by the way. And so he went on a podcast with Rob Lowe. That's where the quote comes from. Here it is in clip 24.
4: Okay, let me ask you this, and I ask people this all the time, and a, a good man served for for many 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 years he used to have the greatest makes me a republican and he had i think four or five things i think it was um in no particular strong military low taxes less government more personal freedoms there might have been one a couple but, but it makes sense to know strong law enforcement strong law enforcement and and then i'd like to know what the i always ask democrats what it means to be a democrat in that way and i I think whatever anybody would say. Ruin your
6: cities. What would, they, what, would they, what would they say? Ruin your cities. What's that? Ruin your cities. Ruin your cities. That's what the Democrats would say. We're about ruining the cities. It seems to be the theme right now. Why is that? I have no idea.
2: <laughs> I mean, you gotta love that. The governor. The governator in the Barbarian, the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, Roblo. Lowe. Uh, why? What did you... By the way, I love the classification of Republican Party politics there because really that's what it is. I mean, now, if you had to ask, what does it mean to be a Republican? Well, it starts with common sense. It's common sense now. Like, there's a Bible verse that talks about he who denies the son of man. I, I'm not... I mean, I, I don't have the best ability to quote the Bible or, or reference it, but you can find it right now. It says, he who denies the Son of Man or the Son of God is the Antichrist. And I was reflecting on that again recently because the interpretation is they're saying if you deny Jesus Christ that, that you are the Antichrist. But, but maybe there's another interpretation where if you deny that a, a man is a man— And the son of a man comes from a woman. In other words, if a man can be a woman, then you're the Antichrist. But okay, you heard it from Rob Lowe. Okay, what does it mean to be a Republican? Strong borders, low taxes, uh, personal freedoms. That's good stuff that you'd think everybody would be behind. So you ask, well, what is a Democrat about? And Arnold Schwarzenegger says, it's about ruining cities. It's about effing up your cities. And he's 100% right. And the proof is in the pudding. Here's the quote. I'm assuming this is the quote. The crew just pulled it up here. I didn't send him anything. Who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist who denies the father and the son, whoever denies the son. And this is why they censor InfoWars. And this is why they have to incarcerate me because we're anti-war. And it's simple as that. It's the same power structure. All right. Boy, oh, boy. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this. By the way, speaking of the war propaganda, like Joe Biden said, we use dead babies to get public support for war. Like Julian Assange said, most wars are based on lies. And, of course, we all had to hear about the 40 babies that got beheaded by Hamas. Well, now it's odd how everybody's trying to walk that back. And now they're just sharing strange images of, like, burnt somethings or others. And, hey, look at my dead babies, support me. Look at my dead babies, support me. I mean, it's the most disgusting stuff you've ever seen. But it's, it's funny that they're all walking this back now. This is, C, this is the CNN reporter who first reported this at CNN. She's now walking it back. She says, yesterday, the Israeli prime minister's office said that it had confirmed Hamas beheaded babies and children while we were live on air. The Israeli government now says it cannot confirm babies were beheaded. I needed to be more careful with my words, and I am sorry. That's from Sarah Sidner at CNN. Now, again, I ask, with all the other stuff that we've seen shared, and it's like, I don't even want to get into it. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not. Honestly, if I was betting, I'd say almost everything is fake. That's why I just don't show it. I'm not going to get into the stuff that they're showing now. Look at my dead baby, support me. Look at my dead baby, support me. Or look at this burnt husk, support me. And then people say it's an AI thing. It's not even real. Or they find the original image and it's a dog. It's like, I don't even want to, again, I said it since day one. I'm not showing any war propaganda here. But don't you think if they had the proof, they'd show it? Of course they would. They'd show you anything. Hell, they'd do it themselves to show you. That's how sick the military-industrial complex is. That's how sick this commitment to hatred and war is on all sides. They want you to share their hatred, and they're angry when you don't. They want us to share their hatred, and they're angry when we don't. And we won't. Jewish New York City Councilwoman, Ina Vernikov, arrested for carrying gun at pro-Palestinian rally. Her Second Amendment right, just like every other American's, is being denied. So she's Jewish. There's a massive amount of Muslims in New York City calling for jihad in the streets. She carries a gun to protect herself. She gets arrested. I mean, this is ludicrous crap. This is ludicrous crap.
0: Outrageous. Let's talk about MediCal. You have a choice, and Melina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows MediCal better than Melina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Introducing WonderSuite
1: from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.
2: Outrageous that she can't have a Second Amendment right. And by the way, I don't care that she's a, a Jewish woman or a public servant walking around in the streets or walking around with a bunch of Islamicists that are chanting they want all Jews dead. That's just the point, though. It's like that's the exact situation where you might want one. Say, well, why do you need an AR 15? That's a weapon of war. Why do you need that? Oh, I don't know. You're just showing me videos of people gliding into a music festival on on, on parachutes. What, am I going to sit there and throw a rock at them? What, am I going to get my slingshot out? What, am I going to a, fire a pistol into the air? Why do you need an AR-15? Well, I don't know. Maybe Hamas decides they're going to, because the, the, the FBI and the government will ignore it, they'll let them do it. Maybe Hamas decides they're going to parachute into a music festival here in America. Maybe they decide they're going to parachute in Red Dawn style into a neighborhood. Well, why do you need an AR-15? Oh, I don't know. Let me get my slingshot out. 877-789-2539. 877-789-2539. Anything you want to talk about, open line Fridays. Anything you want to talk about, open line Fridays. 877-789-2539. But... I mean, this is all over. The crew's going through the B-roll. They're doing a great job. You got people in the streets burning Israeli flags, saying death to Jews. It's on college campuses. It's in New York. It's everywhere. You got pro-Palestine speakers uh, just openly supporting Hamas. I mean, look, e- even if you're pro-Palestine or, or you, you're uh, you know, sensitive to what's going on in Gaza, it's just disgusting. And it doesn't belong on the streets of America. I'm damn sick and tired of it. Here here, you have people in France pulling down posters for missing Israeli children, and this is what you get. You, you imported the Muslim world. You, you imported the Arab world. It's all by design to collapse Europe. It's all by design to collapse the West. Don't you get that? That's what this is all about. They imported, They imported people into your countries that don't assimilate, that hate Christianity, hate Jews, hate your rights, hate your culture, and they imported them into your country. Here you have a situation in France. Or no, this was in Italy. Here you have pro-Palestine protesters fighting with police in Italy. Uh, the crew's doing a great job here. I mean, that's probably better as you guys just roll these clips and then I say what's going on because I already know what all of them are. Here's another mass protest in New York City, pro-Palestine, you know, death to all the Jews. So it's like, it's like you have extremism on both sides. It's all religious fanaticism, and and all from the comfort of the Christian nation that that you or your family fled your war torn regions of hate to the United States of America, a Christian nation for freedom, peace and prosperity. And then you bring your wars here. I'm sick and damn tired of it. So you got the religious extremists on the Israeli side saying, "Let's just bomb the let's just bomb the hell out of Gaza, just destroy it." Which I, I mean. <laughs> you've seen them and then you got the religious extremists on the islamist palestinian side basically saying they want death to all jews i don't want any of that you came to america a christian nation for peace and prosperity and you bring your holy war here makes me sick but see it's all but it's all done by design to collapse the west it's all done by design to collapse Europe. Now you're going to have the holy war there. It's all done by design to collapse the United States. Now you're going to have the holy war here. Because the racism crap didn't work. The identity politics, race warfare didn't work. So now you get it. Again, now imagine you're in New York City, which is probably the largest Jewish population outside of Israel, and you have to walk around the streets today and you see people chanting death to Jews, burning Israeli flags. Now, 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 look. Huh. All the crybabying I'm sick of. Because how, how do you properly put this? I've covered a dozen rallies where people burn the American flag. I, I mean I deal with death threats too. I get assaulted in public. I've been assaulted a dozen times. I, I file police reports. Nothing ever gets done. So so I mean, I get it, but it's just like, oh my gosh, we should genocide people. It's just everywhere. You've got students squaring off a pro-Israel protest, a pro-Hamas protest. They start fighting. They start fighting with one another uh, at multiple schools. It happened at a couple schools in St. Louis. My friends told me they witnessed it. A couple colleges in, in Philly, in New York, you have pro-Hamas protests in, in Wisconsin. So, But it, again, it's just like, hey, hey. This is America, okay? We've got people burning American flags in the streets. And unfortunately, that's their right to free speech. So they have a right to burn an Israeli flag. Just like they have a right to burn an American flag. It's called free speech. I don't like it, but it doesn't mean it can't exist. Yeah, we got people in this country that hate America. Oh, we have people in this country that hate Israel? We have people in this country that hate Palestine? And again, what do they do? They all come to the United States of America, a Christian nation for peace and prosperity, and they bring their hate. And they want us to share in their hatred. And they get angry when when we don't. But boy, oh boy, some have really shown their colors, haven't they? I mean, we've named names. I'm not going to do it again. You know who it is. But they have really shown their colors. And they're angry that you won't engage in the hatred with them. Yeah, uh, you know, I understand you've got your political issues. I got mine. And you know what? Mine is not what's happening 7,000 miles away on the other side of the planet. Mine is happening right in my house. Mine is happening in my front yard and my backyard. And it's probably going to get a lot worse, quite frankly. What do you think about pro-Palestine protesters in Eclipse 16 going to the offices in Boston of the Elbit Systems, the defense contractor that sells to Israel. What do you think about that? What do you think about maybe calling out the weapons manufacturers that profit off of this the weapons manufacturers whose weapons end up on the hands in the in the hands of both sides of this and all sides of every war. They don't care who's fighting. They're going to supply the weapons because they're going to get rich doing it. What if we all came together and said, hey, could you stop killing us with your weapons? I'm just saying. You know, maybe the most powerful has to be clip 19. Where, I believe uh, this is in France, and they take over a, a massive sculpture and they wave the Palestinian flag saying, Free Palestine. And then they have their um, gigantic Muslim display there. Again, you go to Christian nations. You invade Christian nations just like you claim you've been invaded and your culture has been damaged. You do the exact same thing to Western culture and then you destroy Western culture. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. I'm just so sick of it, man. If you want to be so pro-Palestine, then go back to the, to the Gaza Strip and fight your war. If you want to be so pro-Israel, then go to Israel and fight your war. This is a peaceful, prosperous Christian nation, and, and, and now your lack of assimilation and, and your religious fanaticism is going to turn the West into the same hellholes that your families fled. I'm not some religious fanatic up here every day. I'm not, I'm not some Bible beater up here every day. I, I don't wear Christianity as a cape when I come on air. I'm very, rare, I very rarely, if ever, talk about it. I do news and politics, but see, that's the very problem right there: is that Christian Americans have been completely cucked and neutered by political correctness, and 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 you would be too afraid to share a segment or a rant like that, or even have one on your own. But but you'll you'll but oh if you're a Muslim and you've got your religious fanaticism, you should be totally proud and go out in the streets and that's normal. Oh, you're a Jew and you've got your religious fanaticism and you should go out in the streets and be totally proud, but not a Christian. No, not a Christian. We get our one day of the year. We get the pro-life march and that's basically it. Where else do you see massive Christian marches and displays? Where do you see big American flags and, and pro-Christian Americans coming out in the streets calling for peace? Nowhere, because they've been neutered. They've been cucked. They are hiding in their holes because they've been demonized. It's pathetic. And, and you'll hear a rant like I just had in the last segment, and, and oh like oh like, oh, that's too much, that's too heavy. But if I was Jewish and I went on a rant like that, share it everywhere. If I'm Muslim and I go on a rant like that, share it everywhere. But, oh, it's a Christian American? No, you need to let your country be conquered. You need to be neutered by political correctness. It's disgusting. It's pathetic. But that's exactly what it is. Proof is all around you. And, 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 and you'll find churches that are closer to being either pro-Palestine or pro-Israel than being pro-America and pro-Christian when all of this goes down, and in all their sermons, and in all their texts, and in all their releases. And that's this is how we lose the West, all by design. We didn't call for assimilation. We weren't proud Christians and proud Americans, and now we're being conquered, first by political correctness, now by religious fanaticism and a holy war that had nothing to do with us. It's really a shame, isn't it? But see, I'm all about logical consistency. <sighs> now tell me if this sounds familiar. Because here's what you can do to test your logical consistency. This is why I've said, and I this is a neutral statement, take this however you want. They want us to share their hatred. They're angry when we don't. Now, now tell me if you remember, we have to protect the smaller nation from being invaded by the larger nation. Remember that? Remember that narrative? We have to protect the smaller nation from being invaded by the larger nation. Well, who am I talking about here? And does that same logic apply elsewhere? We have to protect the smaller nation from being invaded by the larger nation. Is that logic applied universally? Now, here's a statement that Vladimir Zelensky made to the UN There must be no famine. The right for food and clean water should be the basic human right, it must be a global goal. Anyone who tries to deprive people of food or water is an enemy to humanity. We must defeat such enemies together like Ukraine and our partners do. Now, that's him giving a speech against Russia. Does that same logic apply in Israel and Palestine? I just look for logical consistency here. That's all. We have to protect the smaller nation from the larger nation. Food and clean water should be a basic human right. Anybody that doesn't have that or deprive people of that is an enemy to humanity. Does that same logic apply in Israel? Just looking for some consistency here because you know I have to pay for all of it. I, the American taxpayer, have to pay for all this crap. And I get lied to about every freaking thing. <sighs> I'm just going to have to put the rest of this stuff away. But uh, let me just say one more thing. Israel gives the warning to northern Gaza, evacuate. And now, uh, I I don't know what they're planning on doing. At least a ground invasion, maybe more. And now Ben Shapiro is saying, if you don't defend Israel at all costs, then it's going to be nuclear war. Wow. Is that how we operate? Give me everything I want or I nuke the planet, says Ben Shapiro. Stunning stuff. Again, I'm just looking for logical consistency. We, we have to defend the smaller nation against the larger nation. Anybody that deprives a nation of food and water is an enemy to humanity. Does this apply? Does this logic apply universally? Or is it just when, where do you need my money and when do you need it? Let's take a phone call. Uh, we start overseas in Italy. It's been a while since we've heard from Siberio, but he's calling in from Italy. He's talking about the protests there. Uh, go ahead.
5: Iowa, yeah, it's a very bad uh, situation there. But you know what's going on. These people, they don't know what they're talking about. The big stuff coming. I was in, in the Italian Army for one year, and I was in the French police. Legion. And I was the only Christian there, all Muslims in the French police Legion from North Africa, whatever. And they are very nice people. But the big deal it is: we trained Europe and U.S. A lot of military, a private organization, which they're kind of things you see in Israel with the glider and parachuting. It's nothing what is coming to U.S. and to Europe. Second the ball, you know, Black Lives Matter, all these things, they see it doesn't work anymore. The COVID doesn't work anymore. Let's go with religion. Remember, the Crusaders in the 1400s, they killed a lot of people in the name of the Jesus Christ with Jesus, it's not to kill, but it's for love and peace. But I want to let you know, this is very bad. And I want one more thing. Hopefully, Alex, you make a shirt with the prisoner, political prisoner, with your face, and uh, you can sell this for your Well, I'll tell you what, um, you um, since, you,
2: since, you, since you brought it up, and I thank you for the call, i um, I mean, I won't, I won't give you the official announcement. I'm going to save it till next week. But let me just say that is going to happen. And it will be your support of me that is going to help me continue my professional career. Because, again, InfoWars is, is, is salary capped, folks. Um, I have to pay for all my security. I have to pay for all my legal. When we go on the road, I have to pay for the crew. And I'm not a rich man. Normally, that's something that the company does. Well, we're not allowed to do that anymore. So I have to pay for all that out of pocket. Um, But I don't want to just put my hand out and ask you for money. Now, you have supported me, and, and I'm going to have a great legal defense and a great legal offense if I need it as well. But I don't want to just put my hand out there. Now, at DefendOwen.com is where you can add to my legal defense. But I don't want to just put my hand out there and say, oh, just just give me money so I can t- continue my professional career. So I will tell you that we will be selling, that I'm going to be selling T-shirts to fund my professional career. Now, I'm still InfoWars first. I'm still going to be right here on the War Room uh, every day. And hopefully the show will still be here when I get out of jail. But that all depends on your support at InfoWarsStore.com. But it's like, you want me to go on the road? You want me to have social media that are targeting Jewish businesses and they're damaging Jewish businesses and they're threatening any Jewish businesses with violence? Some have been arrested. Now, everybody should be forced to assimilate to U.S. culture. And while, again, you don't want to make the fringe the majority here because it mostly is the fringe. But it's like, how did we not see this coming? We openly... Had Jewish Americans come into our country and assimilate with all, 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 all our culture, I mean, pretty well. Uh, maybe some might say too well. But what did you expect? Now that you have millions of Islamists here that don't like Jews, what did we expect? We aren't we aren't making assimilations to American and Christian culture, and so now their holy war is here. Maybe there are solutions, Bucky's. Bucky's offers a solution here uh one state solution uh we have a one state solution i think just turn the whole country into Bucky's. that might work let's just turn the whole thing into Bucky's. we're just looking for solutions here and then I, I i love this one this is just this is just so cool maybe this is a guy's thing the guys will probably like this the girls won't get it they just they would never understand I don't know the solution to the feud, but I believe it does involve a mini jumbotron. A mini jumbotron. Right, guys? I think we could all get behind a mini jumbotron. You put me in a room with people that are feuding and let me install a mini jumbotron in that room, and I think things will I think things will work themselves out. Just one mini jumbotron could do it all. All right, trying to make light of the serious situation. I, I didn't get to talk about the Naive Bukele news. I'm going to have to do that next week. Naive Bukele might be the best president on the face of the earth right now, and the way he's dealing with corruption in El Salvador should become the way, the precedent, the standard to deal with it. But I want to go back to the phone lines. Let's make our calls quick here. Let's go to Sydney in Iowa. Sydney, go ahead.
3: Hi, Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I just want to tell you all I love you and thank you for everything you do.
2: Well, thank you for calling in. Thank you for supporting us.
3: Yes. Yes. Always. I'll always be watching and you can get back to your other calls. Thank you so much.
2: Now that's the kind of caller I can get behind. All right. Let's go to then Ashley in Chicago. Ashley, you're on the air. Go ahead.
3: Hey, Owen, um, I wanted to bring up the eclipse that's happening tomorrow.
2: It's yes, we'll really be able to important. see it in Texas, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, astrologically speaking, it's going to be really, really crazy for the next couple weeks, so pay attention to the next two moon cycles, and they have a wide audience, so I'm sure there's some astrologers out there who are interested. And then I also wanted to bring up, I know you're going to be going to prison, and I'm kind of concerned that they might hold you in there longer than you're, they say they're going to hold you there. I don't know if you've thought about that, but, I mean, just the way they're so scummy, like, who knows they could, like, trap you know, uh, in
2: there. You know, of course I've thought about that. Of course um, I've thought I, about that. And, in fact, it's been done to me before. And and the truth is this will be the fourth time I've been arrested for my speech, actually. This will be the fourth time. First time was when they incarcerated me for the disruption. Nobody else gets incarcerated for that. They, 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 they put me in jail for that. Nobody else does. Second time they arrested me when I was at the Capitol with a piece of tape over my mouth and they made me spend overnight in jail. Again, never been done before. And when my charge, my citation got to the judge's desk, a lot of people are confused about this. I'll I'll clear the air here. When that citation got to the judge's desk that day, he tossed it out immediately. I have no charges from that. It got tossed out immediately. Folks, you got to understand the things that I've been arrested for nobody gets arrested for nobody literally nobody and we're we're kind of look we got a legal strategy here I don't want to show it too much but again again folks I have we have dozens of examples like it's not like there's not a legal record nobody gets arrested for what they arrest me for nobody and that night they made me stay overnight in a jail for having a piece of tape over my mouth which nobody gets arrested for but me they made me stay 36 hours in jail. No, nobody gets arrested. I had to stay 36 hours. The judge tossed the case immediately the next morning when it got on his desk, and they still didn't let me out till the next day in the afternoon. So, you know what, Ashley? Here's the thing. Thank you for the call. I have so many people praying for me, and I put my faith in God. I mean, that's all I can do. I put my faith in God, and God's will is going to be done no matter what I want. And so I also put my faith in this audience that you're going to support InfoWars, that so when I finish my sentence, whether it's 60 days or 160 days, that this show will still be on air and I can come back and do my job like I want. Because that's really what I want. All right, let's go to Amanda in Nebraska. It's all the females calling in today. How about that? Maybe the largest female listening audience in talk radio. We pride ourselves. Go ahead, Amanda.
3: Hi, Owen. Thanks for taking my call. Um, it was an honor meeting you in Vegas, and I just can't thank you enough for what you do. Um, I just want to touch on your coverage of the Israel situation, and, I'm, I mean, you're spot on. I, I just can't thank you for your honesty. I thank you for not stoking the flames. It's hard to get behind any group that's pushing for mass genocide, and they're just keeping it honest. And as a Christian American and a patriot, we need to stay focused. And as an American right now and a MAGA patriot we need our focus needs to be on getting donald trump over the finish line and we cannot be getting distracted by these foreign affairs and and i just think you're spot on with your coverage and just thanks for your honesty and you are in my prayers and what they are doing to you is so wrong and i feel like i should be going to prison with you because i mean i'm in i'm in lockstep with you
0: buddy i'm
2: Well, let me just say that the reason why we have to push my case all the way to the Supreme Court is to make sure that you don't have to go to prison and to make sure that future Americans don't have to go to prison for speech crimes or thought crimes, because if they can do it to me, they're going to do it to everybody else. Amanda, thank you for the call. And, and, you know, it's all the lefties that listen that think it's all a big joke. You know, what, what do what do fascist regimes do? They incarcerate their opposition. What do authoritarians do? They censor their opposition. Notice how you don't get censored or jailed yet. Yet. You just don't get it. When they set the precedent that they can do it to me, they're coming for you next. So I'm fighting for your future too, and I'm proud to do it. Let's go to Corn Pop in Maine. Corn Pop, go ahead.
5: Hey, how you doing, Owen? Good. Hey, I just want to say that you're in my prayers, and I really hope everything works out for you. And just like your last caller, you were spot on with everything that's going on with the Israel and Hamas situation. You know, they're trying to bring Americans into this war. They're trying to keep us distracted. She was spot on. Our goal should be getting Trump over the finish line. Our goal should be American issues. Our goal should be not letting people like you and other j 6 be prosecuted and be political prisoners. Well, that thank you be for that, goal. Corn
2: Pop. Thank you. It means a lot. I'm out of time here today, and I think I should say one more thing about this. Not just about getting Trump over the finish line. We Now, now I'm convinced we need to get Jim Jordan over the finish line because the same corruption inside the Republican Party is trying to stop him, which just confirms to me that he's going to be the right guy. He didn't even want the job, and that's kind of what we need, isn't it? So... Now I think we need to get Jim Jordan across the finish line. So I would say if there's any homework for this weekend or next week when they take the vote, uh, message your local representative and tell them we want Jim Jordan. Let's get Jim Jordan across the finish line. I I think that's the next political action for us to do.
0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.